welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone tonight. And your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all your sisters and brothers in spirit. And yes, indeed, these are the times that try men's souls. And that's real. But regardless of all the negativity in the world or in our individual worlds, we must all stand firm, stay focused, and keep it moving confidence in the spirit of the living God within us, our mighty I Am Presence. And the living God is our strength when we believe in it and will not allow any more on us than we can bear. Still, remember though, in everything there is always a lesson for everyone, everywhere. So, have faith in yourself and keep the faith in your presence, be loved to one another, and push on a little further. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life, and y'all be loved. The angels consist of nine classes and three orders, upper, middle and lower. The upper order is composed of cherubim, seraphim, and thrones, these are called priests, kumar, and chief priests, and bearers of God's throne. The middle order is composed of lords, powers and rulers, these are called priests, came, because they receive revelations from those above them. The lower order consists of principalities, archangels and angels, and these are the ministers who wait upon created things. The cherubim are an intellectual motion which bears the throne of the Holy Trinity, and is the chief of all motions, they are ever watchful of the classes of themselves and those beneath them. As concerning the epithet, full of eyes, which is applied to them, the eyes indicate the mystery of the revelations of the Trinity. Their head, and the foremost and highest among them, is Gabriel, who is the mediator between God and his creation. The seraphim are a fiery motion, which warms those below it with the fire of the divine love. The six wings which each of them is said to possess indicate the revelations which they receive from the Creator and transmit to mankind. The thrones are a fixed motion, which is not shaken by the trials which come upon it. The lords are a motion which is entrusted with the government of the motions beneath it, and it is that which prevents the demons from injuring created things. The powers are a mighty motion, the minister of the will of the Lord, and it is that which gives victory to some rulers in battle and defeat to others. The rulers are a motion which has power over the spiritual treasures, to distribute them to its companions according to the will of the Creator. This class of angels governs the luminaries, the sun, moon, and stars. The principalities are a defined motion which possesses the direction of the upper ether, of rain, clouds, lightning, thunder, whirlwinds, tempests, winds, and other ethereal disturbances. The archangels are a swift operative motion, into whose hands is entrusted the government of the wild beasts, cattle, winged fowl, reptiles, and everything that hath life, from the gnat to the elephant, except man. 
The angels are a motion which has spiritual knowledge of everything that is on earth and in heaven. With each and every one of us is an angel of this group, called the guardian angel, who directs man from his conception until the general resurrection. The number of each one of these classes of angels is equal to the number of all mankind from Adam to the resurrection. Hence it is handed down that the number of people who are going to enter the world is equal to the number of all the heavenly hosts, but some say that the number is equal to that of one of the classes only, that they may fill the place of those of them who have fallen through transgressing the law, because the demons fell from three classes of angels, from each class a third part. If then it is an acknowledged fact that there are three orders of angels, and in each order, there are three classes, and in every class a number equivalent to that of all mankind, what is the total number of the angels? Some say that when the angels were created, and were arranged in six divisions, cherubim, seraphim, thrones, principalities, archangels, and angels, the three lower divisions reflected, saying, what is the reason that these are set above, and we below? For they have not previously done anything more than we, neither do we fall short of them. On account of this reflection as a cause, according to the custom of the divine government, justice took from both sides, and established three other middle classes of angels, lords, powers, and rulers, that the upper might not be unduly exalted, nor the lower think themselves wronged. As for the dwelling place of the angels, some say that above the firmament there are waters, and above them another heaven in the form of infinite light, and that this is the home of the angels. Here too is God without limit, and the angels, invisible to bodily eyes, surround the throne of His Majesty, where they minister to the tabernacle not made with hands. Others say that, from the beginning, when God created the angels, until the second day in which the firmament was made, all the classes of angels dwelt in the upper heavens, but when the firmament was made, they all came down below it, with the exception of three classes, the cherubim, seraphim, and thrones, who remained above it. These surrounded and supported the Shekinah of God from the beginning of the world until our Lord ascended unto heaven, and after the ascension, behold, they surround and support the throne of the Christ God, who is over all, until the end of the world. The Expositor and his companions say, The tabernacle which Moses made is a type of the whole world. The outer tabernacle is the likeness of this world, but the inner tabernacle is the similitude of the place that is above the firmament. And as the priest ministered in the outer tabernacle daily, while the high priest alone entered into the inner tabernacle once a year, so of all rational beings, angels and men, no one has entered the place above the firmament, save the high priest of our confession Jesus Christ. The fathers, when they have been deemed worthy at any time to see our Lord in a revelation, have seen him in heaven, surrounded by the cherubim and seraphim. Hence some say that there are angels above the heavens. All these celestial hosts have revelations both of sight and of hearing, but the cherubim have revelations by sight only, because there is no mediator between them and God. The angels have an intellect superior to that of the rest of rational beings, man has stronger desire, and the demons a greater degree of anger. The Book of the Bee, written around 1222, by Solomon of Eclat, edited and translated by Ernest A. Wallace Budge, M.A., 1886. Isis Unveil, Chapter 15 We would inquire the reason why he, De Musos, traces in one the hand of God, and in the other the horn and hoof of the devil? Listen to the answer, 
The Holy Roman Catholic and Apostolical Church declares the miracles wrought by her faithful sons produced by the will of God, and all others the work of the spirits of hell. Very well, but on what ground? We are shown an endless list of holy writers, of saints who fought during their whole lives, with the fiends, and of fathers whose word and authority are accepted as word of God by the same church. Your idols, your consecrated statues are the abode of demons, exclaims Saint Cyprian. Yes, it is these spirits who inspire your divines, who animate the bowels of your victims, who govern the flight of birds, and who, mixing incessantly falsehood with truth, render oracles, and, operate prodigies, their object being to bring you invincibly to their worship. Fanaticism in religion, fanaticism in science or fanaticism in any other question becomes a hobby, and cannot but blind our senses. It will ever be useless to argue with a fanatic. And here we cannot help admiring once more the profound knowledge of human nature which dictated to Mr. Sergeant Cox the following words, delivered in the same address as before alluded to. There is no more fatal fallacy than that the truth will prevail by its own force, that it has only to be seen to be embraced. In fact, the desire for the actual truth exists in very few minds, and the capacity to discern it in fewer still. When men say that they are seeking the truth, they mean that they are looking for evidence to support some prejudice or prepossession. Their beliefs are molded to their wishes. They see all, and more than all, that seems to tell for that which they desire, they are blind as bats to whatever tells against them. The scientists are no more exempt from this common failing than are others. H.P. Blavatsky We know from the remotest ages there has existed a mysterious, awful science, under the name of Theopia. This science taught the art of endowing the various symbols of gods, with temporary life and intelligence. Statues and blocks of inert matter became animated under the potential will of the Hierophant. The fire stolen by Prometheus had fallen down in the struggle to earth, it embraced the lower regions of the sky and settled in the wave of the universal ether, as the potential Akasha of the Hindu writes. We breathe and imbibe it into our organic system with every mouthful of fresh air. Our organism is full of it from the instant of our birth. But it becomes potential only under the influx of will and spirit. Left to itself, this life principle will blindly follow the laws of nature, and, according to conditions, will produce health and an exuberance of life, or cause death and dissolution. But, guided by the will of the adept, it becomes obedient, its currents restore the equilibrium in organic bodies, they fill the waste, and produce physical and psychological miracles, well known to mesmerizers. Infused in inorganic and inert matter, they create an appearance of life, hence motion. If to that life an individual intelligence, a personality, is wanting, then the operator must either send his skin like a, his own astral spirit, to animate it, or use his power over the region of nature spirits to force one of them to infuse his entity into the marble, wood, or metal, or, again, be helped by human spirits. But the latter, except the vicious, earthbound class, will not infuse their essence into these inanimate objects. They leave the lower kinds to produce the similitude of life and animation, and only send their influence through the intervening spheres like a ray of divine light, when the so-called miracle is required for a good purpose. The condition, and this is a law in spiritual nature, is purity of motive, purity of the surrounding magnetic atmosphere, personal purity of the operator. Thus, is it, that a pagan miracle may be by far holier than a Christian one. H.P. Blavatsky
The I Am Discourses, Volume 15. The perfection of the two first golden ages contained no discord or imperfection of any kind. Those two golden ages were the perfection of life that is coming down into manifestation. Now, after the world is purified and cleansed, and mankind that are left here turn to God and are willing to give the obedience, you will find, as the golden age proceeds, certain numbers of the angelic host who have never taken embodiment in the physical world on any planet, will begin to take embodiment in the physical world, to gain their experienced life through the harmony of that which is to become permanent to the earth, and then attain their ascension, harmonious all the way through. Now some of the angelic hosts are ascended, and some are not. Some have been through the whole series of physical embodiments, and some have never come into physical embodiment. And since they know only the service of the love of the sacred fire, some have refused to come into embodiment until conditions are purified. Those who are angel devas and the archangels have been through physical embodiments. Some of the angels have, and some of them have not. The cherubim and seraphim have not embodied in this world. They often come as guardians of some focus of the sacred fire, and they guard that with their love, but they are of very great power and purity, whose love alone is the only quality that they have within themselves, or that they can possibly manifest. They cannot manifest anything but the most powerful outpouring of the sacred love of the sacred fire. These blessed beings are real. They are eternal. They are provided by life to guard the manifestations of beauty and perfection that love alone can create, that love alone can sustain, and that love alone can expand to ever greater perfection and cosmic manifestation. I want you to know something of this because the more you can recognize the angelic host, the more you can call their assistance to you, the more you can feel their closeness by the love you send to them, the closer they can come to you. And the closer they come into the outer atmosphere of earth, the lower atmosphere, the more will the radiation of their purity, their love, and their activity of the sacred fire hold harmony and protection around you. So, they are of powerful assistance to help guard all constructive activities, and give the protection and strength to those who are making the effort through this frightful time of outer chaos. When you are making the effort to hold to the God Presence, the Mighty I Am, these great beings, if given recognition, are willing at all times to do for mankind, things they cannot do for themselves. Beloved Lady Master Nada I wanted you to understand this tonight, because as you call more of the angelic host to ever abide in and around each of you and your loved ones, your homes, your study groups, your temples, dear ones, don't fail to call the angelic host, all who can come to you, to fill and surround your temples and your study groups and your reading rooms, and wherever this magnificent truth that the mighty Saint Germain and the great ones have given you is held in guard, to render its service to mankind. And when people, unfortunately, do not value the trust that life has given them, it is unfortunate indeed. It is an honor, my dear ones, to be given the trust of life, the mighty I am presence, to guard a focus of the ascended master's activity, and to guard the gift they have given to be used in the service of the light. It is an honor, and I would like everyone under this radiation to understand that each one, because of the truth you have been given, and the assistance that has come to you from the ascended host in this activity of the I am, each of you is a guardian of the gift that has been given to you, and through which you have received the blessings that you have thus far. So, whether you are in a so-called position of authority or not, does not mean that you're not a guardian of this I am activity, to hold it sacred and untouched by the depraved forces of the outer world. Each one who has been blessed by the mighty Saint Germain through the knowledge he has given, 
is honor-bound unto the law of life to be a guardian of the trust that life has given, when it has poured forth the truth of the cosmic law and the radiation of love and purity and power from the ascended masters, by which the individual may attain his ascension, and be the channel to carry this light to help others be free in the ascension also. So, everyone who has the knowledge and has been blessed by having the love and assistance of the ascended host, is automatically expected to honor the trust of knowing this law and using its power in the physical octave, to become free. So don't let anyone take the stand, well, I haven't been appointed, or I haven't been the one who is supposed to have the authority, somebody else has got the authority, I'm not, and so on. Well, let me tell you, everyone is entrusted by life, the mighty I am presence, and the ascended host, with the trust of guarding the divinest of things that life can give in the universe, and that's the knowledge of the beloved I am presence. Applause. Thank you, beloved ones. Won't you be seated please? Beloved Lady Master Nada.